The Bible Study Podcast, episode 618. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Ezra with chapter 8. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We mentioned last week that in chapter 7, Ezra joined the story and that he also came in with some other people. We start today with a list, which is always not my favorite part, but we've got the list of people who came from Babylon with Ezra. List of the family heads returning with Ezra. These are the family heads and those registered with them who came up with me from Babylon during the reign of King Artaxerxes. Of the descendants of Phinehas, Gershom, of the descendants of Ithamar, Daniel, of the descendants of David, Hattush, and the descendants of Shekaniah, of the descendants of Parush, Zechariah, and with him were registered 150 men, of the descendants of Pahath Moab, Elihuanal, son of Zerahiah, and with him 200 men, of the descendants of Zatu, Shekaniah, son of Jehaziel, and with him three hundred men, of the descendants of Adin, Ebed, son of Jonathan, and with him fifty men, of the descendants of Elam, Jeshiah, son of Athaliah, and with him seventy men, of the descendants of Shephatiah, Zebediah, son of Michael, and with him eighty men, of the descendants of Joab, Obadiah, son of Jehiel, and with him two hundred and eighteen men, of the descendants of Bani, Shelomith, son of Josephiah, and with him a hundred and sixty men. Of the descendants of Bibai, Zechariah, son of Bibai, and with him twenty-eight men. Of the descendants of Azgad, Jehonan, son of Hakatah, and with him a hundred and ten men. Of the descendants of Adonikim, the last ones, whose names were Aliphalet, Jeuel, and Shemaiah, and with them sixty men. Of the descendants of Bigvi, Utai and Zakur, and with them 70 men. And so we have this relatively large group, almost a thousand people who are coming with Ezra from Babylon. Not a lot of significance that jumps out to me in terms of the names of these people. Obviously, we have women and children also who are not named, but quite a large group was still in Babylon from the Babylonian captivity, and now it's you know more than a generation after they could go back or finally going back here with Ezra. Of course, the two things I would say about this passage is, besides it being a test of pronunciation, and I don't swear that I got any of those correct, it's also a, a test of the editing skill, because I don't get these right on the first time, even if I knew what right was. And so these heads of families and those registered come. So we get the second wave of immigration back to Israel. And Ezra also then takes over the writing of the book at this point, or at least the book starts going into first person, I should say. And so Ezra is now our main narrator. The return to Jerusalem, I assembled them at the canal that flows through Ahava, and we camped there three days. When I checked among the people and the priests, I found no Levites there. So I summoned Eleazar, Ariel, Shemaiah, Elnath, Jarib, Elnathan, Nathan, Zechariah, and Meshulam, who were leaders, and Joyarib and Elnathan, who were men of learning. And I ordered them to go to Edo, the leader in Kasaphiah. 
And I told them to say to Edo and his fellow Levites, the temple servants of Kesaphiah, so that they might bring attendance to us for the house of our God. Because the gracious hand of our God was on us, they brought us Sherebiah, a capable man from the descendants of Mali, son of Levi, the son of Israel, and Sherebiah's sons and brothers, 18 in all. And Hashabiah, together with Jeshiah and the descendants of Merai, and his brothers and nephews, 20 in all. They also brought 220 of the temple servants, a body that David and the officials had established to assist the Levites. All were registered by name. One of the interesting things here is we're bringing these Levites, so there'll be somebody to help do the worship in the temple, somebody who will help perform the ceremonies because that was given in the Old Testament law to be the role of the Levites. But you have to understand that also we're talking about a society where you did what your father did. So it wasn't just that you were the baker's son, you were the baker, you were a Levite because you were a Levite and therefore you performed what your father had performed in the temple. And so even now where we are a couple generations away from these people worshiping in the temple, these are some of the descendants of the young men and women who were brought to Babylon, some of the best and brightest who were brought during the time of the captivity who are now returning. And so they went and they specifically seek for these Levites, for these people who can be the priests and the the attendants for the worship in the temple. From my research, I'm not exactly sure where he's sent to, but it looks like this is thought to be one of the other provinces of the Medes. And so these are people who also went into captivity probably, but didn't go to Babylon. And so he sends to this other region to find there these Levites. Continuing on, there by the Ahava Canal, I proclaimed a fast so that we might humble ourselves before our God and ask him for a safe journey for us and our children with all our possessions. I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to protect us from enemies on the road because we had told the king the gracious hand of our God is on everyone who looks to him but his great anger is against all who forsake him. So we fasted and petitioned our God about this, and he answered our prayer. Then I set apart twelve of the leading priests named Sherebiah, Hashabiah, and ten of their brothers, and I weighed out to them the offering of silver and gold and the articles that the king, his advisors, his officials, and all Israel present there had donated for the house of our God. I weighed out to them 650 talents of silver, silver articles weighing 100 talents and 100 talents of gold, 20 bowls of gold valued at 1,000 derricks, and two fine articles of polished bronze as precious as gold. I said to them, you as well as these articles are consecrated to the Lord. The silver and gold are a freewill offering to the Lord, the God of your ancestors. Guard them carefully until you weigh them out in the chambers of the house of the Lord in Jerusalem before the leading priests and the Levites and the family heads of Israel. Then the priests and the Levites received the silver and gold and sacred articles that had been weighed out to be taken to the house of our God in Jerusalem. And so they get ready to go, and the first problem they have is they've already told the king that God is a powerful God and his gracious hand will be on them. Well, then they can't then say, and could you protect us? Because that would be two different messages. And so they say to God, we are trusting in you. We told the king we were trusting in you. 
we're going to be consistent to our word and to our faith in you, that God can protect us on this journey. We don't need the king's soldiers to protect us. And so they start and they ask for God to protect them. They they fast and they pray because it is a long journey. As we said, it took months for them to travel. And there was always a risk of traveling, a risk of bandits, a risk of getting out there and that watering hole dried up, all sorts of things that might go wrong. And disease also would travel across these caravan routes. And so they stop and they say, before we do this thing which we think that God is calling us to do, let's call and ask him to bless it. And then they take all these items that are meant for the temple, all this treasure, and they give it to people who they believe to be responsible. They weigh it all and they say, we're going to weigh it all at the other end. So even though they believe them to be responsible, they do also take some precautions. It continues, on the 12th day of the first month, we set out from the Ahava Canal to go to Jerusalem. The hand of our God was on us, and he protected us from enemies and bandits along the way. So we arrived in Jerusalem, where we rested three days. On the fourth day, in the house of our Lord, we weighed out the silver and gold and the sacred articles into the hands of Merimoth, the son of Uriah the priest, Eleazar, son of Phinehas, was with him, and so were the Levites, Josabad, son of Jeshua, and Nohadia, son of Benui. Everything was accounted for by the number and weight, and the entire weight was recorded at that time. Then the exiles who had returned from captivity sacrificed burnt offerings to the God of Israel, twelve bulls for all Israel, ninety-six rams and seventy-seven male lambs, and a sin offering, twelve male goats. All this was a burnt offering to the Lord. They also delivered the king's orders to the royal satraps and to the governors of Trans-Euphrates, who then gave assistance to the people and the house of God. And so Ezra is now in Jerusalem, Ezra and this new group of people. And we will see that his coming has an effect on the people and what they're going to do, because again, he is a teacher of the law, and that is what he is going to do. In terms of what we can take out of this chapter, I think that in preparation for things, preparing with prayer and fasting, I think is a lesson we can take from this as well. We're not necessarily going on caravan routes, but whenever we're starting some big project that we think that God is intending us for do, or maybe even some small project like what we're going to do today, starting it with prayer is always a good start. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Our world can feel chaotic and uncertain, but we don't have to live enslaved to fear. Christ has promised me and you his peace, and throughout scripture has provided powerful tools and practical steps to help us experience greater freedom. I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, inviting you to join me and my team as together we learn how to starve our fears and feed our faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com or wherever you access podcast content.